What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Wizards of the Gallery Plays podcast. Vernon and Damo here. Uh, we we figured we would be back to talk about um, some post-draft stuff, just kind of recap the draft. And we're also going to talk about the wall and Westbrook trade rumor today. But uh, first of all, let me get your raw reactions, just kind of your overview on what happened last night. Yeah, so, uh, you know, initially when when a draft board was breaking down, obviously once uh, the guy, everybody, uh, Okongwu went six to the Hawks, I was like, come on, Okoro went five. You know, it was it was just like it was just this run on defense, wing defense and front court defense. And it's like, yeah. wow, that's like the exact thing the Wizards need Everybody else in front of him taking it. So, you know, the board was shaping up. I knew Obi was going to the Knicks. And then I'm sitting there like, okay, we got a shot at uh, a versatile point guard, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Obviously, Denny, a lot of boys had top five. I wouldn't have been mad at a Sadiq Bay or they, you know, as he's talking about when precious. But I felt like those type of targets would have been available in the trade back. I ended up seeing. Sadiq nineteen pressures with twenty, um, and then when we took Denny, I'm just like, I don't, I don't think he's a bad player. Um, and I, and I was going off, you know, last night, and I don't want people to think that I think he's a bad player. My issue is that you have a roster that struggles to defend the perimeter, defend the interior. And in a league where shooting is a premium, in my estimations, you really only have two shooters, Bill and Breton. And the guy mm-hmm. you take at nine doesn't address any of those three, in my opinion. Like, I, I'm seeing people saying that, you know, he can play some defense. And when I watch him and, and all of the, the tape I've watched, I'm seeing him struggle laterally. And he's not an elite athlete. So I'm like, okay, if you're struggling to guard quick point guards in a Euro League, how are you going to guard guys in the NBA, which is a whole nother level athletically to me? So I, I guess we'll see. And then and, and the redundancy and skill set with Troy Brown for me, I, I just don't understand it. Like, it's unless Troy Brown is on the move. You know, if, if Troy Brown is on a move, then I feel a lot better about this pick. But if you're talking about coming back at 2021 with a small forward lineup of Denny, Troy Brown, Bonga, and then some biannual exception, cheap wing, veteran wing, and you're talking about guarding Tatum, Ben Simmons, Middleton, Giannis, Jimmy Butler, all in your conference. I just think you're in for a rude awakening. But yeah, that was just my initial take one. Yeah, so my stance was pretty clear on before the draft before the draft that I thought the wizard should do. And my stance was always I don't care what's on the board. You you take the best player available because I know that we both say, you know, you don't want to keep taking this half-assed approach where it's like you're trying to contend, but then you're trying to keep your young pieces. But 
I think in this situation, especially with the first round, you don't want to get too cute because what happens if you draft a player specifically for one skill set and then, you know, the Wizards end up getting the 10th or 9th seed and then Beal ends up requesting a trade and then, well, now you're screwed. So you would have been better off in hindsight taking the best overall player. And I think that's exactly what Tommy did here at 9. He definitely took the best player on the board, in my opinion. And I know that they're... I mean, I was so surprised that he fell, and I was surprised that Halliburton was still there. Precious was yeah, still on I was the board. Really surprised by that. I, I yeah. saw a lot of like, uh, Tyrese. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, when it got time for us to pick, I said, I would prefer Denny here, but there is really nothing here that they could do that's going to piss me off, you know, unless they take, like, Cole Anthony or something like that. Yeah, oh, um, oh, I would have I been livid. Yeah, and, and you know they didn't, and, and they took the best player on the board. They took someone with some size and some athleticism that will run the floor, has a high motor, can pass the rock. I mean, I think this is a. I, I know he his shot isn't there yet, but I think it will be because when you look at his mechanics, I mean they're great. And I said this when I started doing my scouting on him um, back a couple to a few months ago. I said, this guy, I know he doesn't put up the best percentages, but he's got the shot that looks like it could translate at the NBA level. All he's got to do is just get his reps up, and it'll come. Um, I mean, so I, I really like the pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, if they had took Tyrese, I wouldn't have been mad because I would just on value, like a, a, a guy that's basically like Lonzo Ball, but with a better jumper. Um, yeah. That, that's a premium. Like I that that would have filled a need for me, especially when you got a John Wall who's coming off Achilles, you know, Ishmith last year of his deal, and, and Tyrese is big enough where he can play three guard lineup with Wall and yeah. Um and again, he can shoot it. He he's savvy. He's you know, he he has to me a proven skill set. I don't think he's a star, but I think you're gonna look 10 years from now, and you're going to see Tyrese playing, you know, starters minutes on a playoff team. So yeah. that, that to me, if you weren't going to trade back and target, you know, more need uh, uh, shooters or, you know, defenders, I would have took Tyrese. Um, that, okay. that would have been the pick for me. And then you look for a trade for Ish Smith because that's $6 million he making this year. I think you can bring back quality wing vet with that contract. Um, but it's like now you take Denny, and again, I just think that his skill set is redundant with Troy Brown. Like everything I see with Denny, I see with Troy Brown, except Denny two inches taller. Um, he probably, I think his post game is a little better because I see him working out of the post a little bit too, whereas Troy is more of like a point guard prober pick and roll my pick and roll guy. Um, but they're, they're similar skill sets. So I'm just like, okay, are you just going to be, you're just going to, are we hoping and praying again on a guy developing a jump shot? Cause we, you know, we're doing that with Rui, which I'm okay mm-hmm. with, but now I think you're doing it even more so with a guy who shot 55% from the free throw line. And I correct me if I'm wrong. I have not seen one player wing player come in ever that shot that from the free throw line that turned out to be a good shooter in the NBA. 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be a work in progress, but I mean, ultimately, I think that he has the tools, and and I think that he does have a playable skill set from day one. It may not be exactly what like we may have needed compared to what other guys on the team can do, but at least at the very minimum, he makes what we do good or like better. Like he he don't I don't think he makes us worse by playing him. I think he meshes very well, and again, I think with the proper yeah. staff yeah, in place. I mean, I think those numbers are definitely going to go up. I, I, I just absolutely love the pick. Um, I know that I had said that I had talked to someone that said they really liked Precious. And I was able to talk to the fella a little bit um, last night after we made the pick. And he really didn't give me too much. But he did say that if they were really surprised that Denny fell, and that they perhaps would have looked to trade back in, in a scenario if he wasn't there, which... Tommy ended up doing in the second round because they wanted to get an extra second round pick. And I believe that would have been the goal in the trade back as well um, in the first round, because I believe they didn't want to trade back too far um, from nine. Right. So, I mean, cause I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I mean, Boston, he probably had a deal with Boston to get, to go back to like 14 and 26. I think the picks they had, cause there was just right. no way Boston was going to keep all three of those picks. And I know they were trying to get up to get a, Mm-hmm. Big man, um, yeah. you know. So I, I, I guess I think I would have preferred that. But I mean, again, you know, best player available. You take the guy, you know, you have top of your board. Um, you know, so I'm not, I'm not mad at the methodology of it and the thinking. I'm just like, okay, what does he help you do today that you weren't already doing last year? The season that just passed, yeah, and, and and if the goal is to you know keep Bradley Beal here and to build this team around Bradley Beal, I'm just not understanding. You know, I feel like this is a pick for when Bradley Beal isn't on the team anymore. Um, yeah, and and if that is, if that's what it is, then let the fans know because. <laughs> I could I could live with it then. Like I could be like, oh, okay, yeah. You know, three, four years from now, he has a better jumper, you know, Bradley Bill on, you know, the Denver Nuggets or something. And we didn't got a bunch of picks back. You know, it looks a lot better there. You know. But I just I'm just finding a hard time trying to figure out how that helps you win in twenty twenty one. So Yeah. Um I think the thing that hurts for him the most, and especially when someone like this who you want to see how good of a shooter is, even after a little bit of being with an NBA team, is there is no summer league this year. So, I mean, and that's an opportunity where guys can build up confidence, specifically in their shooting, and, and, you know, just kind of get their feet wet with how fast and um, how fast the NBA game is and how their skill set's going to translate what they need to work on heading into the season. These guys don't get that now. And so... I'm not going to be surprised if Denny comes out day one and is not a good three-point shooter because he hasn't had a typical offseason to work on his game, just like a lot of, uh, you know, all these rookies coming in are not going to have that opportunity to really work on their game. I mean, everyone's going to have to be with their team. I mean, I think, what, by the 30th? And then from there, it's like really training camp starts and you got to get ready to go. So um, I would imagine that he'll get a decent chunk of playing time in the preseason along with Rui. And maybe we'll see not so much of Beal. Um, we probably won't see a whole lot of Wall. We'll see a lot of Thomas Bryant. Really. 
um, yeah. Abdiah, yeah. Troy Brown, and, and just let them run it up. You know, Garrison Matthews, Jerome Robinson. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if he comes out there and isn't his numbers don't go up immediately because again, he just, he won't really have the time to work on it and address it. You know, if, if this was back in, in June or whatever, you know, you have a few months to work on it. I would be a little yeah. bit more optimistic that he could at least get those numbers, at, like his shooting percentage into the low thirties, like maybe a 30. Yeah. At least get some, at least at the minimum adjust to the athleticism and the speed of the NBA. Cause it's going to be a right. jump for him. And so yeah. you're talking about a guy that's got to learn, you know, new shot mechanics, you know, p- possibly a different release point, um, you know, while also adjusting to the speed and athleticism jump. So, you know, it's going to say because he's not a, he's not an elite athlete. So I'm like, OK, he's going to have to be one of them guys with his height and just being crafty. He's going to have to be able to use that to get that shot off and I just again unless the Wizards again like I I said this on Twitter I'm like the Wizards must think they have the best shooting coaches in in the NBA because you are really going hoping a prayer on Rui, Troy Brown, now Denny, Bonga all developing jump shots and I'm like why didn't you just draft somebody that had it? You yeah. know, like, because I just feel like shooting, shooting, yes, it can be taught up to a certain point, but it's some things that, like, you're not going to teach a guy to be Clay Thompson. You're not going to teach a guy to be Bradley Bill. Those, that muscle memory, those mechanics, that stuff is built in from the time they start playing ball at 10, 12 years old. Um, yeah. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna develop a guy into that type of shooter. You have to draft it, and it's like they refuse. They refuse to do it, and I just don't. I don't understand why. I don't understand why. Okay, I just think that, and we'll sum this up here quickly because we got two other top. We got to do Cassius, and um, then we'll talk on John Wall. But um, I think that again, when you're in this situation and you know that an inevitable re- rebuild is probably coming you have to go BPA. And at the end of the day, that's what they did. Um, so I really think it was just as simple as that for Tommy. I mean, I think that if they had another, a third all-star or something like that, then that's a situation where maybe you trade back and get a guy like uh, Neesmith or a guy like that, maybe a Sadiq Bay. Um, yeah. But yeah. I just yeah. think that given the situation. And of, and of course, Boston gets Neesmith. <laughs> yeah, of right. Of course, which is, which is just going to be lovely. Yeah. Rich get richer, um, man. Rich get richer. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, I, I was very pleased with the first round selection, and we'll quick, quickly touch on the second round selection here. Cassius Winston from Michigan State. Um, I hadn't done a whole lot of research on him, but when I'm watching over his highlights, um, I watched over two to three videos just so I can make sure I got, um, you know, my opinion right. He for Wizards fans who will know this comparison. He kind of reminds me of Tim Frazier a little bit, but with a better jump shot. Th- that like he kind of moves around the same <laughs> way that he does. I'm, I'm, he's a better player than Tim Frazier, but like the way they move around the court and the tendencies yeah. they have, he's a little bit more crafty than Frazier. But I mean, they're around the same size and they move around the court relatively the same way. So I like that comparison. And for Wizards fans yeah. again that don't really know about him and his game, I think that Tim Frazier would be um, a good comparison for him. 
Yeah, I, I I actually love this pick, especially that you were able to trade back, get an additional future. I think it's for next year, and you got some cash. Um, and some but that's great. I mean, you, you trade back, you get the guy you want, and you get another second-round pick. I mean, everyone was up in arms at the time that we took the European guy, and then like two seconds later, they're like, oh, no, it's going to OKC. And then you get another pick, and you still get Cassius Winston. I mean, I think that's awesome. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. yeah, I love the Cassius Cassius pick. I, I think he's a baller. I mean, Michigan State proven program. You know, the Michigan States, the Villanovas proven programs. You know, guys from there come in and they immediately have a skill that can that can translate yeah. into the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. You call him, you know, Tim Frazier. I think that's on the low end. Um, I, he reminds me of, of Lowry, like like the way mm-hmm. he plays and his his jumper. He's an elite shooter, elite college shooter. I don't know if the speed of the game and the athleticism jump is going to uh, hinder what he was able to do in college on a pro level, but I think he could. It's not likely. I mean, these second-round picks, you know, like 75% of them don't play. Um, but if and he Schofield was, to was pick, not good. Yeah, not, not good. He won't be good. But if, if Winston was to hit, I would not be surprised by it. Me neither. Me neither. At all. I, um, I think a I, lot of the things, especially with point guards, is like they're they're all really so skilled. And again, a Big East player, I think Michigan State's Big East, right? Or are they Big Ten? I don't know. Anyway, they're from up in that area. And those guards that are really crafty and they have a skill set, again, that can translate, they may not get playing time right away because there's so many skilled guards in the NBA. And like we already have, two really skilled point guards on the team. But no, it would not surprise me if there's an injury eventually or after the year, um, you know, maybe they just decide not to add a Smith and they go with Cassie Swenson. No, it would not surprise me if he was a stable, steady backup point guard from day one. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me at all. I, that, that Michigan State pedigree is is serious. I, I, I believe in that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I love that pick. I, that was a great pick. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, give me a draft grade. I'm going to go, I'm going to give it a solid A. That's what I'm going to give it. What about you? Okay. So I'll give, I'll give the Winston pick an A. I'm going C minus on the Denny pick. So I guess that averages to what a B minus. Yeah. B, B minus somewhere in there. B, B minus. Okay. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah. B B minus. It wasn't horrible. You know, it's just, you know, it was just I'm just looking at I'm just looking in the conference. And I'm looking, you know. No, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but again, realistically, unless we acquired some third star, we weren't gonna do anything this year anyway. I think that the the guy to add, um, that could have really helped without having to like spend money on a third all-star or go like get or trade assets for a third all-star. I mean, the, the Blazers snatched him up for two first round picks and that wasn't going to be they something what, that the Wizards did were what needed do. to be done. They did exactly yeah. what needed to be done. And then you watch Daryl Morey come in and then literally like a week, he didn't got rid of all of the, the warts of that Sixers team. And now they got three shooters. They didn't add it in. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Seth Curry's really going to help them. Seth Curry, Danny Green, and they got my guy Isaiah Joe. I think so. that that pretty much rolls them out of the James Harden sweep, sweepstakes, though. I think at this point it's either Brooklyn or he stays. 
Yeah, and, and it looks like Houston is not even going to budge on that. Like they're not, and they shouldn't. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna trade James Harden because he wants to be traded and get less pennies on the dollar. Like no, they're not gonna do that. Yeah, you know, they're, yeah. they're not gonna do that. Yeah. So let's stay on the Rockets here for a second because we, out of nowhere, um, we got a. Uh, at least I keep tweet alerts on for uh, I keep for the people that I keep tweet alerts on for. I got um, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, um, Sham Sharanya, and then um, Adrian Wojnarowski. Those are the four people that I keep alerts on for. And when mm-hmm. I got that alert from Shams that or Shams that um, we were looking at a swap for Westbrook and Wall, I mean it just it completely blindsided me because I did not see it coming at all. We had heard Tommy say nothing. Um, throughout Wall's right. rehab process that we, we couldn't wait to have him back. And, you know, we're looking to, you know, just add him back. And then, you know, we hope to make a playoff run and all that. And Bertans is going to be with Wall. I mean, there was so much hype heading into it. And then the tweet came out and it just kind of puzzled everyone. And then I don't know if you listened to Chris Miller's um, interview when he came on 106.7 The Fan, I believe it was yesterday morning. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't listen to the audio, but I read the article where they quoted him. Yeah, I mean, it, it really makes it sound like this isn't something that is just going to go away. I think that was the initial reaction is like, okay, it was just Houston calling, Washington answered, uh, they talked about it, nothing really came of it. But I don't really believe it's as simple as that, especially with the comments uh, that the the gang sign thing would, that really bothered them. I don't think that that's something that's just like, you know... We should account for that. And I know that this isn't anything new to the Wizards, but if if Ted and Tommy have finally, you know, quote-unquote, had it with him, I mean, I could see it being a real possibility that they look into moving him. At the end of the day, I don't think they will, or at least they'll wait till the trade deadline or next offseason to try and make a move like that. But I think yeah. that the, re- the responsible thing to do at this point is to just play it out, do what you can do in free agency, and then just evaluate your future and go from there as you go on in the season. I don't think that there's any point yeah. in making a trade for Westbrook, especially now, if you were talking just a straight player swap, I would understand it a little bit more, but if when it came out that, oh, Houston's looking for more assets, it's like, eh, well, screw you, Houston. Like, what do you want? Yeah. It's, it's like, are you kidding me? I, I mean, I, I, I'll say this, and I feel like I feel like it was Houston that leaked it. Yeah. And and it's like who does it benefits them to do that because let's be real here. Don't nobody want Westbrook. No. I mean, the Hornets don't want him. If Michael Jordan don't want him, that tells you everything you need to know. Because he wants everyone. He wants everybody. <laughs> and his own, you know, his own face of his shoe brand. He wasn't enamored with with taking that forty one million back. He went and you know from what I read, it was okay. We get Lamelo Ball, great. If we don't, then we might consider getting Russ. Um, the yeah. Knicks finally got some smart people up there in the front office. They thought about it, but it's like okay, unless you're willing to take back all these bad power forward contracts we got, we're not interested either. So yeah. Of course, Houston is going to go call up the Wizards and see, hey, give us Wall and, and additional assets so that we can both have assets to, to build for the future. And we can say, hey, we got John Wall, Harden. You can play with him. We still trying to win. And that, and that was just to fleece us. Um, 
and then they leak it. So then it kind of creates chaos over here. But I think it was really just to drive Russ's value up to have the Wizards bidding against themselves because don't nobody want Russ. So I'm no. I'm just of the mindset like I will say the silver lining of it for me was that uh it it it, it makes it feel like that Tommy is really diligent on building the team around Bill and yes. he is actually willing to shake some stuff up um and be aggressive which is why I thought more things were going to happen during this draft day um, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, when the last time the Wizards even been in a rumor like that, you know, just just the fact that we even were even in a rumor like that for me gave me a little bit of hope that, OK, maybe now we got a uh, GM that's be, going to be aggressive, even if it's a guy that we all beloved and, you know, want here in D.C. But I want this team to get better. If it means trading war to do that, which if I'm being honest, it might very well mean that. Then, then do it. I just yeah. don't think for Russell Westbrook, I, I just don't think that's the move. It's just a bad trade. It's a lateral move, and then they have to give up assets in addition to it for a guy you know you're not going to win anything with. You right. know you're not going to win anything with. So, yeah, I, I just... Now, if we're talking about moving off wall for expiring contracts just to get off of that $41 million, so then we can go into summer twenty one with some cap space to go get Paul George or to go after Kawhi or something like that. Now we talking, but Russell Westbrook for three years and he two years older. No, hell no. I think the reason it makes sense that those two came up together in trade talks is because if you try trade, I mean, I know that we've heard the Westbrook stuff and that he's not really worth anything and no one wants him. If the wizards were to try to do that with wall, they would get the same thing. Oh, of so, course. Yeah, of course. So it makes sense in that aspect because, I mean, and let's be honest, I know that we talk about team fit and stuff like that, but when you're just talking about player versus player, talent versus talent, Westbrook is the better player. I mean, it's just people can disagree with that at this point, but I'm talking overall, the whole body of work, like their whole careers, Westbrook is a better player than John Wall. So... But I know with team fit, I don't know if that necessarily makes us better because while you figure is going to come back and he's not going to try and like go crazy all over the place. I mean, I think he would be a really solid, a solid uh, steady point guard for us. I, I don't think that he would be a liability in any sense of the word, but um, Westbrook, you come back and you got all these guys that can't shoot. And I think that Westbrook <laughs> is a guy that is going to be more ball dominant than wall. So you're talking oh, about sure. making guys like Avdiat, Troy Brown, and guys like that spot shooters again, which is going to happen a little bit with Wall. You better learn how to hit that corner three if you're going to be having Russell Westbrook. Exactly, because that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, again, I, better player, yeah, but I, with these two, it's kind of – I got to put it in the right context. What system? Who else on the roster? Right, right. Is he a better player for this roster? I don't think so. Is right. he a better player right. for the Knicks that don't have nothing and you just letting Russ go get his triple-doubles? Sure. But yeah. ultimately, neither one of them <laughs> is leading you to a championship. So my thing is, if you're going to make the move to trade Wall or to you know move into a new chapter without Wall as a face of your franchise, then get off the money. Get off the money. Right. 
you know, send them to the Utah Jazz who don't acquire free agents and bring back a Mike Conley contract that's on expiring. And then you take that money when it comes off and you go get somebody. Right. You know, like I, I just that's the move. That's something like I'm thinking like a Daryl Morey would do. Like he's going to get off of the bad contract and then go get somebody that helps them. He's not going to trade for another bad contract. Right. And I guess just the thing, too, with Wall is like, I don't know. His contract just isn't going to be moved, though. And I think it's a responsible thing for the organization to at least just play it out this season. Because even at the trade deadline, I mean, I don't even know if you're going to get something for him, even if he does have like a good season, relatively speaking, because he's still going to be on a minutes restriction. The Wizards are still, they've already said, aren't going to be playing him in back-to-backs. So, I mean, maybe next offseason would be a more right time to move off from him if they decide that they want to do that. Yeah. But I want to get your take on this as well because this kind of rubs me the rubs me off the wrong way as well. But when Tommy just keeps talking about, like, it's Beal's team, it's Beal's team, it's Beal's team, like, <laughs> I, I get it to an extent. But are you really just going to all of a sudden tell the five-time All-Star to just take a back seat? Like, I thought, I'm under the mindset that this is Wall and Beal's team. Like, it's not just Beal's team and you're just going to build around him. Like, I feel like that's kind of disrespectful to Wall in a sense because this guy's done nothing but give us his all for 10 years. And no, it hasn't been perfect. Yeah, But I mean, from like, from like a loyalty and just like internal respect thing, I mean, if I was Wall, I mean, I would understand to an extent, but I mean, that would kind of irritate me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Tommy is being intentional with what he's saying. I just don't know why. See, I don't know if it's he's saying that because he wants to get the clear message out there that we're not trading Beal. This is right. Beal's team. We are not trading Beal. He is not up for sale. He is not on the trade block. Or if he's trying to say, hey, Wall, don't think it's sweet here. Don't think. You know, you can't be moved. This is Bill's team now. See, I I don't know which which one it is. It might be a little bit of both. I mean, I, right. I, I don't know. Um I, I mean I you know, I think it was reported that that Wall had, you know, kind of raised the eyebrow to that. Um but I, I don't know. I mean he's grown. I, I don't think it's gonna really mean anything in the grand scheme of things. You still gotta operate <laughs> the best way to make this team better. Um, you know, whether Tommy says this is your team or not, I don't think it really matters. No, I mean... Uh, Wall's a big boy. He, he can put his big boy pants on and go out there, go out there and play like it's your team. Yeah, right, exactly. Because who's to say that, you know, we don't come back in opening night and Wall does the same thing where, he, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but where he just has the ball most of the time, his usage rate would be extremely high. <laughs> I mean, I'm just not. Yeah. I'm not buying the fact that Beal's going to be the one to shoot all the shots uh, down the stretch of a game and just take up most of the shot clock. Because at that point, you're just kind of telling Wall to stand there, and I just uh, you're not making use of him at the point. There needs some kind of mutual like usage of the basketball because both of them need the ball in their hands to be successful. You can't just give it all to Brad and tell Wall to stand there. Well, I mean, I think. From all the comments I've heard from Wall, uh, you know, what he's working on in his game and the type of players we have on the roster, and from what I've heard Tommy say, it sounds like they want to run 
a more free flowing uh, ball movement, backdoor cutting, you know, offense where it's not just the ball sticking in one or two guys' hands, you know, like the Rockets or Portland, and you just yeah. iso, 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 and you taking turns. They don't want to play like that, you know. They get they got Denny, they got Troy Brown, they got Rui, um, Thomas Bryant, stretch five ish. You know, they want a free flowing Warriors type of offense, maybe without all the three point shooting. <laughs> But, yeah, you know, where yeah. guys are getting multiple touches in this movement, maybe you get Wall coming off a pin down and he's catching it by the rim, you know, to go up for a layup instead of him having to pound the ball top of the key and it's just pick and roll, ISO, pick and roll, handoff, ISO. Yeah. You know, the same three plays that we always run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to be better for them in the long run, you know. So hopefully, He's coming back with that mindset to get his offense within the flow of the game instead of have to each one of them pounding the ball and my turn, your turn like that. We've we seen that movie before. Yeah, and so um, I think that'll wrap up the, the, wall and, um, the wall and Westbrook talk. We do have a little bit of time here left, so I figured we would just kind of talk about one need real quick. And I know we didn't talk about this before we got on, but I, I don't think it's going to be challenging. But um, the, the one thing that we wanted to see addressed in some aspect, either in a trade or um, via the draft, and it, it can still happen via trade or free agency or whatever, but they didn't address the five spot. And so right now, if we were to play a game tomorrow, it would be Bryant Wagner. And so... I'm totally fine with Bryant either being the starter or the backup, but and Mo Wagner had some nice moments last year, but um, I don't think that you could sell me on him being the backup five on any certain God, conference no. finals team. So, God, God, no. <laughs> so where do you think that they go from here? I mean, obviously they could still um, they could still make some sort of trade, uh, but I mean, right now you're probably looking at like realistically, uh, Demarcus Cousins, Tristan Thompson. Um, maybe they make a trade for a guy like Rashawn Holmes that we've talked about before, but I mean, mm-hmm. how do you think they'll address this going forward? Uh, they got to get a little creative. They got to get aggressive. I mean, simple as that. Yeah. Uh, they got to get Bertans locked up quickly and then they got to pounce on some moves to get, you know, some vets in here. I mean, you had, saying this before earlier today you had six guys in your rotation last year that were under 23 years old playing now you just drafted another one that you figure in denny that's going to be in your rotation so you're talking about playing seven guys in your rotation under you know 23 or younger that's not a that's not gonna win no so some of these chips got to get cashed in i mean it's just the reality of the situation like the Bongas, maybe Troy Brown, uh, Jerome Robinson, even Thomas Bryant. Like, there's a deal out there to be had to cash one or two of these young pieces in to bring back a vet that fits a need, either, again, with uh, perimeter defense, interior defense, rebounding, or shooting, or all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, bringing in a mid Bertans in a mid-level exception, is not going to be enough. Like, it's too – the Eastern got too too good. Eastern has yeah. gotten better. Your competition has gotten better. So you have to get better. 
And I just don't right. see how you say, hey, Bill, we're trying to win. We're trying to build around you. We're trying to compete for a playoff spot. But, oh, you got to play with seven guys that are 23 or younger. Like, mm-hmm. it don't add up to me. Like, it's, 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 <laughs> it's contradicting. <laughs> so, somebody, I, I, somebody going to be on the move. That, that's my guess. If somebody's going to be on the move. I don't know who. I don't really have a preference. I just want some needs addressed and some vets brought in. Right. And so, and I tweeted this out this morning. I don't know if you saw it or not, but the Wizards depth chart right now and their, well, their roster. And currently, if, you, if you're talking about bringing Bertans back, it currently has 15 guys um, under contract. And that included Bonga and Pass the Snakes, who both have uh, non-guaranteed deals. But I, I would imagine they'll bring back Bonga. Um, just right. to have the size and, and the shooting and another guy that you could, I mean, I guess they think they can throw him at um, perimeter guys on offense. I don't think they can do that. I think we saw enough of that last year, but um, <laughs> right. th- that's a guy in their mind that they think he can develop. He can be that kind of guy anyway. Um, but I would imagine they'll let past snakes go and he'll eventually go to the go-go or another team will just pick him up. Quite frankly, I don't really care. Um, so, that leaves again fourteen. So yes, they're they're going to make some sort of move or moves. Up. I don't know what that's going to be at this point because again, the guy that I really would have liked would have been Robert Covington, and that was the guy. That was the guy. And um, <laughs> I mean, and I think that shows how many teams may have been interested in him then, because if it required two first round picks to get a guy who's never going to be an all star, that's insane to me. It is insane. And he's what? Um, he's 30 now? That's yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but he's one of those guys. He's a he's not a star, but he's a star in his role. You know, you yes. know you, you know he's gonna possibly be he could make an all NBA defensive team and he's gonna hit close to forty percent of his threes. Like if you again, if you don't have a Tatum or Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Kawhi at your small forward spot, he's basically the next best thing. And he's yeah. on a good contract. I think he's only making like twelve million. So mm-hmm. that was the that was the play. That was the play. I would have even done like a sign and trade move to get him with Bertans. Like mm-hmm. that's how much of value I think he has. But, but that that requires you being creative. That requires you being aggressive. Which so far I haven't seen much evidence of yet. But we'll see. Yeah, um, Tommy's definitely in a rough spot because, and again, we know we talk all the time about you can't half-ass this, but if you're in his position, it's it's really hard because if you honestly evaluate the Wizards again, they're going to try running it back, it's not going to work, and they're going to be rebuilding. I mean, th- that's just what we're all looking at here. Let's let's be completely honest. They're not going to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. They're not going to the Eastern Conference Finals next year. I'd be surprised if they made it to the second round this year. Um, so when you look at it like that, you don't want to give up all these young pieces in your assets for guys that are only going to be here for maybe a year or two, and then they're just going to bounce and leave you because you're no good anymore and you've dealt away your star players. But at the same time, you owe it to Wall and Beal to put together a contending roster. So, I mean, I understand, like, the the shoes that Tommy Shepard is in. Like, it is not easy 
to uh, assess the situation. And then with guys, um, you're, you're going to have to pay a lot for guys this offseason in trades if you want them. Like, again, two first-round picks for Robert Cummington. Is that something the Wizards should honestly be doing at this point? I mean, realistically, no, I know no, it that, would be that, exciting to have yeah, I right. I would have did that, but again, I would have I would have tried out maybe a sign and trade move, or maybe yeah, you know, a second round pick, a high second round pick. You had thirty seven, um, mm-hmm. sign a trade, high second round pick, and I would have moved one of the young guys. Uh, yeah, but it, it's no telling. I think I think Houston just went with the highest bidder, <laughs> and Portland I- they desperate. They got Dame. They got CJ. You know. They don't have a lot of youth on their team. They're in win now mode. You know, they're kind of they're kind of the wizards of the West. You know, right. guard dependent team, and they're just building out the roster to try to compete in a tough tough conference. Um, you know, and they're going all in. We'll see if it works. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it works. But that was the guy, man. I I just it just sucks. I, I just don't know. I just think um, you know. Tommy, he is in a tough spot, but I feel like there are moves that he can make. It's just a matter of are you willing to to do it? Are you willing to right. do it? Because my thing is, if you trade your picks, if you trade a pick, or say you trade a young guy or two, and it doesn't work, well, then you're going to be bad anyway, and you're going to get a high pick. So yeah. it's like <laughs> I, I don't really see the – you know, the the logic and just, okay, we got to hoard all of our young guys and hoard them and hoard them and keep them and keep them because Bill might leave. Like, I mean, if Bill leaves, you're trading him and you're getting assets back anyway, you're going to be a bad team and then you're going to get another high pick anyway. That doesn't change whether or not you hold on to Troy Brown, Bonga, and Thomas Bryant. You know what I'm saying? So go be aggressive, man. And go 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 do something, cause Daryl Morey is getting to it. <laughs> he yeah. ain't waiting. He's getting to it. I mean, honestly, I I think that they'll make some sort of. I mean, there it's clear given their roster numbers, they're going to make some sort of trade um, at some point. How I just don't think it's going to be like like I think it'll be like Troy Brown and Mo Wagner for a guy. Or something like that, but it's not going to be anything special. It'll just be like, yeah, okay, he probably helps the team more than Troy Brown does. But um, I think that for the longest time, fans got so tired of Ernie just wasting draft picks and trading draft picks for guys that didn't stay here for more than like three or four months. So I, I think that Tommy has just kind of learned from that, and he's just more hesitant to give up those kind of assets than Ernie was. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I mean. I don't want I don't want the misconception to be that oh because you keep all of your draft picks and you just draft young guys draft young guys that that means you're going to automatically be good. I mean, right. <laughs> you better be drafting the right guys and you better be taking the 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 correct opportunities when they present themselves because the Kings, the Timberwolves, they in the draft top ten of the draft every year. What has it helped them do? Yeah. You know, <laughs> so just because you're keeping all your picks and you in the draft every year, that doesn't mean you're going to be a good team or that you're doing it the right way. It's about building a roster that can compete for a championship. Yeah. Um, 
So I think the blueprint at this point, if, if I had to take a stab at it, is they're going to make some small move. A couple guys will be gone. I mean, to specifically address the center position, I mean, I really think it's either going to be Tristan Thompson or DeMarcus Cousins at this point. Um, unless they do some sort of trade, of, of course. But I don't see DeMarcus Cousins having it at all. Uh, I mean, he may not, but I still think that's a move that Tommy would make because we signed Isaiah Thomas last year, and no offense to Isaiah Thomas, but DeMarcus Cousins is much better than him. I don't know. I don't know yet. <laughs> I got to see him on the court. I mean, there's just so much right. unknown. I just find it hard to, to believe that he's going to have two guys coming off Achilles on the roster. Yeah. I think they're, you know, Baines, Aaron Baines, Tristan Thompson, uh, Derek Favors, those type of guys I think are going to be some targets. And, 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 you know, like I said, they're going to have to make a trade because just using the $9 million, uh mid-level and the $3, three million, uh biannual, that's just not going – that's not enough. You got to move one of these young guys. Um, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's like with Aaron Baines – Aaron Baines would be cool, and I understand he's probably a better player than what most people give him credit for, but Thomas Bryant and Aaron Baines also, if you're talking about going to the Eastern Conference Finals and like beyond, that's I don't know if that cuts it. Um, uh, I mean, I know we don't have Anthony Davis on the team, but I like that uh, center pairing more than I like Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. You know, mm. I mean, I think you can do a lot. <laughs> you can do a lot worse than Thomas Bryant and Aaron Baines as your as your five man team. No, because um, I would take Thomas Bryant over both of them right now. O- over yeah, Howard sure. and McGee easily. Um, yeah. yeah. Th- just the thing with Thomas Bryant, and I'm glad that for his sake, he's going to be taking more of just like that kind of pick and roll, pick and pop, backseat roll type guy this year because. I think at times, and I mean, it worked out for him well in the bubble, but at times I think that he was expected to do too much, um, especially in terms of putting the ball on the floor. And I like that this year he's just going to kind of hopefully go back to what we saw a couple years ago when he was just kind of a pick-and-pop role guy, get your rebounds, be an energy-type guy in the middle, even if he doesn't necessarily block all the shots in the world and isn't the strongest fellow in the paint. Um but that's why Thomas Bryant yeah. got his money in the first place. And I think that if he's just in a role where he's not asked to do too much, he's going to be a great player. And he can give you, like, 28, 30 minutes a night. Yeah, I mean, it's not even so much about shot blocking. It's about being in the right position defensively. Yes. Uh, you yeah. know, sliding your feet. Can you guard that pick and roll? Can you switch out? Uh, you know, I don't need you to block three, four shots because that's not even really the league anymore. Um. Because come playoff time, guys are just, you know, they putting you in the mix and, and, and you know, they putting up little mid-range jumpers or they shooting threes. So, you know, right. the shot blocking thing, I'm not really, you know, uh, married to, but he can be much better, uh, you know, moving his feet and being in the right position. But that's going to help, mm-hmm. too, if we give him some better guys on the perimeter that can guard. So Right, that was going to be my next we'll point. See. Right. We'll see. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely going to be a fun free agency. I think what free agency starts tomorrow, right? Starts tomorrow, I think. In I think, or maybe in the morning. I'm not sure, but it definitely starts tomorrow. Yeah, but um, 
I mean, just before we wrap it up here, I mean, I don't, th- I haven't seen anything else. We haven't signed any two way guys, right? I mean, I imagine Jaron Grant will probably get a two way this year. Um, I can't think. I don't think they've signed anyone else, like a, a UDFA or anything. Yeah, I don't know. Do we have any room? Because I'm like, uh, they brought back Matthews. Um, I, I think Matthews is going to be part of the 15 man this year. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think. Winston is going to be there too. Um, yep, absolutely. Yep. I, I'm trying beat. to figure out where the room is. Like I, I, I don't know. Somebody, somebody going to be the odd man out. Like Schofield, AP, uh, AP won't be back. There's no way. Grant, I, I don't know about them. Um, maybe Jared Utah is another two way guy this year. I don't know. I mean, he didn't really do enough for me to I warrant him being a two way. But um, I highly doubt that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I think that there's a reason to be optimistic. I know that there isn't the big splash that um we we wanted to see this off season because we knew with Wall coming back he was going to have to be more aggressive. But I I think he's doing a lot of what we saw last off last off season was he's just he's trying to compile assets and he's making the safe picks. He's sticking to um you know the board and all that. So we'll see what makes a free agency and we'll be back to talk about it. Um, but you got anything else before we get out of here? Nope, that was it. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we hope to be back with you soon. All right.